Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 930 in 716. We now get to the question of reopening schools. Plenty of questions. One of the questions is, will students have to wear masks? What about adults? Well, that's taken care of. That is laid out in the guidance very clearly. And the timing is, well, pretty tight. We certainly like it earlier, uh, but uh, the That's the field that we're playing on. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. Reopen the schools. Just open them up. Don't worry. Yeah. An animated New York Governor Andrew Cuomo talking, of course, about reopening schools. There is a state formula that will determine if it is safe to reopen schools. Okay? So open schools or not. There's a state formula that determines it. So the door is open and school districts are scurrying to come up with their plans to meet the guidance that has been and will continue to be released. There are then state guidelines as to as to how that school reopens. Right. State formula determines if it reopens. If it reopens, the second question is how and that will be done by state guidelines. Uh, But the question of school opening is like the question of reopening the economy, reopening the schools, reopening the economy. It's the same conversation. And by the way, it's the exact same conversation with the president of the United States. We talked about reopening the economy and he said, just reopen, just reopen the economy. There's no reason for any of this stuff, phases, data, masks. It's all baloney. Just reopen. Yeah, we saw how well that worked. Go ask Florida and Texas and Arizona how well that worked. On schools, what does he say? Reopen the schools. Just open them up. Don't worry. Yeah. He was wrong on the economic reopening. He's wrong on the schools reopening. Everybody wants to reopen the schools. I want to reopen the schools. Everybody wants to reopen the schools. It's not, do we reopen or not? You reopen if it is safe to reopen. How do you know if it's safe? You look at the data. You don't hold your finger up and feel the wind. You don't have an inspiration. You don't have a dream. You don't have an emotion. Look at the data. We test more. We have more data than any state. Look at the data. If you have the virus under control, reopen. If you don't have the virus under control, then you can't reopen, right? We're not going to use our children 
uh, as a litmus test, and we're not gonna, going to put our children in a place where their health is endangered. It's that simple. Common sense and intelligence can still determine what we do, even in this crazy environment. Uh, we're not going to use our children as guinea pigs. I say to the experts, it's very simple. If I'm making the determination as to whether or not I would send my daughter to school. If it's safe, I'll send her. If it's not safe, I'm not going to send her. And you can determine that by science. So the formula is this. Schools will reopen if that region is in phase four and the daily infection rate remains 5% or lower over a 14-day average. Okay? You're in phase four and you're under 5%. That means the virus is under control. That means it's safe to reopen. And then the schools can proceed to reopening in that region. Exactly how you look at the state guidelines. This determination will be made the first week in August. Second question is, what happens if between the first week in August and the day school opens, the virus spikes. So the safety valve, there's a floor. Schools will close if the regional infection rate is above 9% on a seven-day average. Well, I understand his logic uh, that, that let's get the most up-to-date scientific data, but it really puts us... At the last at the last possible moment, Niagara Falls Superintendent Mark Laurie telling WBEN the timing of a final decision by Cuomo and the state in August is tight. But we've got to inform a lot of people and there'll be a million questions to answer. So I think that pushes it right to the limit. Um, I don't think we could wait a day or a minute longer. Uh, it, it, the the understanding is right that the science will dictate things and that we'll have the most up-to-date information, but that's about the deadline that we can work off of. We'd certainly like it earlier, uh, but uh, the, that's the field that we're playing on. You know, my thinking, uh, after talking to you and some other superintendents throughout this whole process, because you've been coming up with a number of plans, maybe the timing wouldn't be as late for you as it is for a lot of parents who are then, you know, say the decision is no school or only limited school would only have a few weeks to figure out what am I going to do with these kids? Right. Well, I would, you're, you're exactly right. But I would hope that based on what occurred on March 13th, you know, parents would have some sense of if they need to provide childcare by now and what that could look like. But you're right. Uh, we have to think about the customer. I know the science wants to keep the customer being the parent and the student safe first and foremost, but it does take time. It, it does take time not only for the schools to get ready, but for parents to put long-term plans in place, especially if the district is going to go to some type of a hybrid system, because every hybrid return may look different from district to district, uh, meaning half days for some, uh, every other days for others. So there's a million different machinations within that hybrid uh, 
that hybrid forum that could happen. And that does put the parents right up against the wall, I believe. You know, Mark, if there is a, a hybrid plan that's going to be put into effect, are you possibly preparing for a shift, maybe an increase in homeschooling with families? Yeah, we've heard from a few parents, yes. We've heard from a few parents that, that, that want that option of saying, listen, if you're coming back, we're not coming back. We just don't feel that it is... Um, safe, despite whatever the science and the governor says. So I, I definitely would anticipate an uptick in the request for homeschooling um, or for the district to provide home instruction, uh, which is not necessarily the way home instruction usually runs. So yeah, that, that's just another, um, another area that we have to think about and how, we, how it impacts us if we're back to a full or hybrid method. In Frontier Central Schools, it's looking like a green light for reopening. At this point, based on a 1% infection rate and that, you know, it needs to be about 5% for them not to make the decision on the first week of August, then it has to get up to 9% um, for it to close. We're making, you know, we assume that we're going to be open and, and going. But how exactly that will look remains somewhat unclear, says Superintendent Dr. Richard Hughes. Some of the rules in place, you know, we've had committees already meeting, about 100, over 100 people meeting on our committees and subcommittees. And one of the questions is, will students have to wear masks? What about adults? Well, that's taken care of. That is laid out in the guidance very clearly. Um, things like uh, taking temperatures of every individual that comes in, that's going to be time um, time and uh, cost expensive, but those are the kind of things that uh, we're planning. You know, we're planning different uh, entrances for parents to drop off versus our buses, and then just planning buses is going to be um, a difficult procedure. And we've already been working on it before this guidance, but this guidance gives us a little more clarity, but also tells us how much work we have to do in the next two weeks before we have this in our plan. Just on the transportation aspect of it, how are you working with this? Are, are you thinking more staggered starts, or how are you going to do this? Basically, every idea under the sun. Um, the group of superintendents here in Erie and BOCES, um, I'm fortunate enough to be in that group of such an amazing group of superintendents. Um, we have conversations multiple times a week about what if this, what if that, you know, different ideas people are, are using. Um, so we're looking at every scenario. Do you flip when, do you do more routes like you like you mentioned? Um, is it possible to squeeze more routes in? Do we have to expand, um, you know, right now for Frontier, our high school starts at 715, our middle school, then uh, the buses go out, grab the middle schoolers, and then they go back out again and do the elementary school. So is there a way for us to, to stagger those even more so? Do we need to flip them? One question we're going to be asking all of our parents is we're going to pull all of our parents and ask, what do you think? Do you, uh, are you willing to or do you want to? Because as a parent of four young kids myself, I could see dropping them off versus having them ride the bus. Uh, my perspective is, well, if, I don't, if they don't ride the bus, that means that's more seats available for other kids who may not have the option of having a parent drop them off and pick them up from school. So we're going to be asking our parents um, those kind of pieces. The survey that the superintendents did, uh, the 17 school districts, showed that about half the parents were interested in doing that. So, you know, we'll take every piece we can and, 
and figure out how to make it happen. Was there any sense of relief for you in those guidelines? It seems like the state is allowing a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to social distancing inside the classroom. They kind of, uh, you know, made that point of wherever possible, you know, be flexible, try and create as much space. But they seem to be understanding of the limitations of a lot of buildings. Yeah, it's right on the money. Um, Having the numbers the governor mentioned and then... um, the regulations um, that state ed has in place and those other kind of pieces, including the social distancing, um, those. So whether we're hybrid, whether we're online partly or hopefully in September, we're fully together. But um, that all is based on not only social distancing, but it's also based on people wearing masks. And right now, as we look at numbers in the county and the area, we're seeing young people 20 to 39, their infection rates are going up. So that's the part that worries me is we can do the social distancing as much as we can. We don't have tons of room in classrooms. I mean, they're, they're built about between 900 and 1,200 square feet each. You can't spread every kid out in a 20-person classroom six feet. It's just not possible. So kids will be, have to wear masks. We'll keep them as social distance as possible. We'll change our lunch routines. Uh, we'll do phys ed differently. Um, and we have an awesome physical education department that's way ahead of the game on that. And, you know, we'll do whatever we can, but it's people wearing their masks when they go out and about and uh, accepting that they do have a role to play in in all this. As somebody who had COVID, um, I was fortunate enough that it wasn't bad enough for me to have to go to the hospital or even my doctor. We were conversed over the phone, but I was I was locked away in my bedroom for a week and a half dealing with those symptoms. It's not a nice flu. It is not something that's very simple. Um, it, it knocked me in my butt pretty well. The full guidelines will be available to school districts Wednesday, and they will be able to submit their plans to the state Friday. Reopening plans must be submitted to the state by the end of July. The guidelines state that schools must create a comprehensive plan for a schedule that includes in-person instruction, remote instruction, and hybrid instruction on a school-by-school basis. The complete guidance to date is in our story online at WBEN.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.